Hello, I'm JQ and welcome to this week's episode of Can I Be Funny? This week we have the lovely Benji Waterstones. Benji's one of the crop of open micers that's sort of making his way out of the open mic scene and getting better stuff, which is what I hope to do hopefully next year, um, which hopefully you guys are probably trying to do as well. So we're talking about how he's achieving that, among other things. As always, don't forget to share the episode with your friends, tweet about it. Write a nice review on iTunes, that would be nice. I know I say that every week, but uh, it's still nice. Uh, anyway, on with the show, it's Benji Waterstones. Benji. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You've gone really quiet. I have. <laughs> yeah. I do do that, yeah. Um, yeah, I do that when I'm under pressure for some reason. <laughs> There's no pressure here. Okay. <laughs> so we've done... Fair few gigs together, haven't we? Yeah, a couple yeah. of gigs, yeah. It's been a while, but um, so the purpose of this podcast really is kind of like helping open micers on the journey out of being the open mic and off on somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you're one of the people that seems to be slowly disappearing from the open mic scene and going on to better things like final, so you think you're funny and all oh, that. Mate, that's a nice thing to say. Um, not really, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm still going to an open mic tonight, you know. Um, but yeah, I did see Thinking Funny Art was nice. Because mm. I didn't even make through the first round of that one. Did you not? No. It just wasn't what they were looking for. Do you know, it was it was a funny one. Like, I didn't think I had. You know how they said they'd call? Julia said she'd call if it yeah, was successful. Yeah. And I never got the call and I was like a bit gutted. And then my name was on the yeah on the list. And I thought it was like a typo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, it's accidentally hit all the letters <laughs> of my name. Um, I was too scared to call her. And then everyone said, yeah, call that. And she was fine. So it was fine. That's good. Yeah, man. So let's start at the beginning. The classic question. Yeah. How long have you been going? Um, I did my first one. I know the day because it was my birthday. Ah. Yeah, 30th of October 2012. Yeah, so I've been going two and a bit years, I guess. Um, it was weird, like, because it was my birthday. Yeah. I told, I had to do something. So I told my mates to come uh to this show but i didn't tell them i was doing it they, ah. didn't, they didn't know it was like my big secret and i think they were all <laughs> quietly thinking like what are we doing yeah. here and the next thing they knew like i was up doing it and um but it went all right see so, yeah, it was fine what was the gig it was at up the creek ah okay yeah because yeah. i did an um i did a comedy course ah which one i know they're a bit of a dirty word but uh no no not on, not on this podcast no <laughs> um it's funny, isn't it, how people feel about those? I did one called, uh, I think it's the London Comedy Course. It's Harry Denford's. I've not heard of maybe. that one. Yeah. I mean, I think with Comedy Course, it's a bit like, you know, before exams when you're at school, everyone's like underplaying how much work they've done. They yeah. want to be like naturally yeah. hilarious and have not been taught it. And it was, I mean, I thought I was just grateful because it got me on stage, which yeah. I would have never done, I don't think. Otherwise, in a safe so. environment as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was your sort of regime for um, <clears throat> gigging? Because I can only do it twice a week because of other commitments. Yeah. Did you go full steam or just slowly ramp it up? I was trying to do like at least one a week. That yeah. was like my thing. But then, um, yeah, because I, I work as well. So, and I have other stuff that I like to do. So, but I have been more recently when I have like, for example, when it become, when I got through to So You Think You're Funny or whatever, then I really cranked it up and I yeah. was doing it, you know, two or three times a week. 
And now I've got another deadline, so like I'm cranking it up again, you know. What's the deadline? Deadline is um, I've been shortlisted for this uh, compilation show in ah. Edinburgh. It's called Triple A. It's like Bound and Gags One. I think I've heard of that. I just yeah, I think it'd it. be really lovely to be on, but um, it was one of those, like on the phone, the guy was like, yeah, you know, we really like your stuff. We would like to shortlist you to our final 10. You got 15 minutes here. And I was like, <laughs> you know, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's 15 minutes enough. I mean, you don't want to see my 20 or my half hour. Or... So, yeah, now I'm just trying to get all that together. But I've got a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Mm. We've done the Cav a few times, haven't we? Yeah. Have you won? You must have won the Cavendish Cup. Uh, the, the th- I've won yeah. it a couple of times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never won it. Yeah. I went there last because I hadn't done it for ages, <clears throat> just yeah. for various reasons. And then I went there. I think it was last week, and I saw the list of names, and I didn't know anyone. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to be brilliant, aren't I? Yeah, I'm going to beat all of this lot. And I just died. And my arse oh, didn't even get through to the clap off. <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't stress about that. It's alarming, though, isn't it? I've I've had that same feeling mm. going to the Cavendish. You think. Oh, these new guys, they weren't yeah. that good, but then there's just mint new hot prospects. And you yeah. think, oh, God. Have you seen a big change, you think, in the last two years of names coming and going? Yeah, I mean, all the guys, it's weird. Like, not that many people that did my course car- mm. have carried on. How many people are in the class? There's like 10 and right. about eight finished, and there's now just a couple of us still going. You do see, like, guys doing really well. Like, I see people going, like... Uh, you know, people talk about your years in comedy, don't they? And I don't yeah. really know how I find that. I can't remember who is who is in my year, but I see like people like Ed Hedges and Archie Maddox. Yeah, I think we're we're about the same time, and they've obviously flown on by. Yeah, doing real nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just try to think of that phrase. People say, you know, it's a dance, not a race. Yeah. Which is a nice way to think about it if you feel you're getting left behind. Yeah, I've come to the conclusion that, you know, some people say, oh, some people can do it in, like, their first 10 gigs, they're smashing it, and then they're, they're yeah. off. And some people take a longer time. Yeah. I think it's going to take me a longer time. Yeah. But because I know that, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Exactly. So I know I've got to put the work in, because I'm just not naturally going to be able to do it straight off the bat. Yeah. Because your, your material, obviously I can't remember all of it, but the stuff like the uh, cinema stuff, <clears throat> mm. that's not because all my the stuff that I'm good at doing is stories that have happened to me with a punchline. Yeah, when I try to do stuff that doesn't hasn't happened to me and it's constructed narrative, really struggle with remembering it. Does that make sense? It. Okay, so I could do stories, yeah, and insert funny bits in, but when it's completely constructed, it's yeah. I find it really difficult. Mm. I don't know about remembering it, I thought you were going to say believing in it. It could be that. Yeah. Because I'm working on this bit about an Essex girl joke. And it works, but it's so... It doesn't... It's, there's so many different ways of doing it. It not doesn't flow properly yeah. yet. It's taken me ages to just try and sort it out. Okay. I wonder, is um is, is there any truth in it? Like, is, did it come from anywhere? Because I sometimes find... No, it's all made up. I mean, everyone does it really differently, don't they? But I've never... I never, like, sit down with a pen and paper. No? No. Whenever... I mean, I've tried, but... The stuff's never generally that good. Ah. So I just wait for real life stuff or thoughts to happen yeah. and then... So your cinema yeah. stuff, you know, where 
Yeah, I mean, like that. <laughs> <laughs> that comes, like, obviously, like, that, all of that, everything yeah. is tragic <laughs> as it sounds, like, comes from a thought, like, I, went, I did go to some of my own. It wasn't, like, Paddington, as is now the current version. Oh, it's changed now. It's changed, yeah. yeah it was but, something else. <laughs> but it was a thought that when I was, like, there, and I was the only guy in there. Oh. Or, or maybe I wasn't. I think it was just a few of us. And I did think, I did wonder if there was an American-style cinema massacre. Yeah. I knew I was going to get it, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. I mean, everyone does it differently, but my stuff, I think, when you're saying remember, I just think in terms of delivering it, for me anyway, it's it's important that it comes from something that's true, do you know? Yeah. Because I think also that, like, I wouldn't care for anything made up, but also I don't know how much the audience would want to listen to something Mm. if it was just an act, you know, they could just go to the theatre. Yeah. I tried tried a new bit last night at Jester's, which was um, about my wife wanting me to try on her underwear. Okay. Which is based in truth, because she does, but I don't want to do it. (laughs) And then I sort of tagged it with my mum really hate, my mum really hates transvestites. So I got the two things. So I just sort of mixed them two up together and just said it as a story. It worked, right? It was quite nice. So I just need to work on making it longer. Yeah, that sounds interesting because I can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Oi. Yeah. So, something I've also realised recently is just sticking to a Type 5 and they're just making it better. I spent about a year just mucking around, doing those little different bits. Mm. Did you consciously say, right, I'm going to do this and keep it nice and clean and tight or did you just muck around? Yeah, um... It's a good point. I, I, I know I was being a lot more experimental, yeah. like, like at the beginning, like what you're describing, which um, like trying loads and because I get quite sometimes, you know, just slogging the same old thing. I think yeah. you can say it, say it the same thing a hundred times. It's not going to be that much funnier unless you change it. But then I did meet someone, uh, a comic who uh, recommended just. He's quite. He's like it was at the comedy cafe, you know. Imran Youssef, yeah, who's pretty friendly, and he said, "Just get a Type Five, and then you push on from there." So I thought, actually, that is quite good advice. So I did do that. Yeah. But then the, and then I guess yeah, I started doing better in competitions. But then the thing is, you then become really stretched because if you start getting in these things, people start emailing you for like tens, fifteens. You get really stretched. Like yeah. your five is fine, but your ten is weak, and your fifteens yeah. in worst. You know, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've got this new like rule that I've given myself whereby I'm going to change something, at least one thing every gig. Ah, okay. Um, because you... I think I, I was getting caught up in this, like thinking just showing up and doing it was enough. Like I was progress, that would do it. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know how helpful that really is. I keep I keep meaning to every time before I go to a gig to prepare for it. Yeah. But then I think because I <clears throat> like doing stories. I found the best time I've had a reception to a new idea is if it's just a story I've just gone and told, mm. like you're telling your mates in your pub. Yeah. And then when you try and <laughs> recreate that, it doesn't quite work as well. Yeah. So I keep thinking, I should prepare, but then I should just go and have fun. But then I don't remember all the little bits that I've thought of to make it funny. <laughs> and yeah. then it's just a story. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite frustrating. So you mean you sometimes go on, you've not necessarily scripted the words, you just yeah. go on with the idea and just do yeah. it. Yeah. But I do keep doing that at every gig. I think like, and I come off going, no, I should have, I was thinking about saying that, but I completely forgot. Mm. I find it very frustrating. 
Yeah. I know people say that a lot, don't they? They want to emulate, like, being with their mates in a pub. Yeah. Getting that natural. Yeah, maybe not scripting it is a good way to start. Because yeah. I always found when... Because in the beginning, I think, anyway, I used to write everything down. And verbatim so I had, like, or a, just notes? Pardon? Verbatim. Yeah. No, no, no. This was, like, my script. I, like, would... I got lost in, like endless word files you know of, oh yeah of like par- paragraphs of stuff and then i'd when i'd be delivering it i'd almost be like you know and i'd be like looking into my brain for the words <laughs> and you can so t- it's just like a speech yeah but then um so now i don't really do that i don't write anything down and i just try and try out conversationally on like a friend or do they know you're doing bits well this is them? it man i've got some that are loads more savvy some of them just think all of a sudden like I've got loads funnier than I usually am. <laughs> but some of them, like, they just call material. Yeah, I've had that a few times. Are you yeah. trying something? I'm like, no, no, just having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm lucky. I've got three little brothers, and um, I try it out on them. It's like a preliminary open mic. Aye. And uh, that was quite helpful. Although my little brother, Samuel, he laughs at anything. So <laughs> you think you've got a five minutes of gold yeah. and try it out. With real people getting just want a hundred versions of him sitting in somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's been your favourite place to play so far on the open mic scene? Would you say? Uh, on the open mic, I guess um, those places where you'd, you know, where you take your friends, which is like I guess like angel comedy. Yep. Always seems to be a nice room and you know Barry's a really great MC like the energy in that room is just lovely isn't it mm. and then Comedy Cafe on Wednesdays still haven't done that one I keep meaning mm. to get around to it I'll have to get the contact details of you yeah I can do that it's real nice it's like a little yeah it feels like a little comedy store you know it's ah. got quite a low ceiling it's busy it's yeah those those sorts of places so now you're slow, slightly moving on from the open mic scene so mm. what sort of better gigs are you doing now Um, and getting paid you getting paid Getting a paid a bit. Yeah. Can you remember yeah. your first bit of money? I can, yeah. <laughs> Do tell. Um, got £10, you know, for 10 minutes, which I was working out isn't a bad hourly rate. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't work like that. And That's... then, but yeah, I'm getting <clears throat> getting nicer, getting nicer amounts in the envelopes now, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but again, they're not. Obviously not most of the time, but I'm doing more out of town ones. Yeah, this is a big thing. Out of town mm. gigs in the last sort of month or so, I've been mm. sort of thinking about because it's is it quite stressful doing all the driving if you if you drive? Yeah, well, no, but um, I either car share. But actually, I've just opened a zip car account so ah, I can get around that way. Cool. I thought that might open a few more doors. Yeah. yeah. Is it good doing the out of town gigs? Uh, I mean. It is for the money, but I sometimes wonder how economical in terms of your time it is. Yeah. Because, like, I've been to places like Lincoln and, do you know, like, miles away. Yeah, I'm doing looting in a couple of weeks. Okay, that sounds so bad, but... Yeah. Do you know when it's, like, a long day and then you get home, you're in bed at three in the morning and then you've got to go to work the next day. I'm just wondering how worthwhile it really was, but... And for those gigs, are you... Because someone was telling me the other day that when they would go to Angel and do new material. And I'm like, Angel's probably one of the best gigs you're going to do at the moment. Mm. Do your best yeah. stuff for them because there's yeah. a massive audience. And they're, if you're not going to do new material, what are you working towards? Yeah. If you're going to do new material at Angel. So I said, do 
your best stuff. So when you go out of town, are you doing your best stuff or are you trying new things? I guess I'm doing my best stuff, yeah. yeah. Because it's usually with a promoter, hopefully, who is there, Uh, where there'll be some progression for other stuff, yeah. So for the benefit of the listeners who haven't done Say You Think You're Funny, Mm -hmm. because I can't do it again because you won't let me, (laughs) have you got any tips for doing doing that one or just just do what you can do and see what happens? Oh, man. Um, I really don't know about tips. Um, I guess maybe about tightening up Mm. Um, like you were saying your your bit or your five or whatever like for comp- your competition five I used to do I guess you know comedy is meant to be an art but I am you know my day job is as a doctor so I think mm. I have a, you know sometimes look a bit bit more scientifically so I, I yes. started doing this thing where I would do a table of my jokes and you know the whole rule of three like yeah. record them and then in the gigs you try it in like rate them out of five and then because you'd be so surprised the ones you've been slogging around yeah. that are one regularly getting like ones and twos, but you've got a soft spot for them and yeah. you just keep doing them. But if you end up just like binning those, it'll come together much tighter. Yeah. So yeah, record your gigs. That is, I was really surprised how few people do do that because I guess in comedy, like that's one of the benefits you get that yeah. feedback. Like they're telling you if you're on the right lines or not. I love it when you go to a gig and you do really badly and then no one looks at you. Oh, and you know you've done that. <laughs> when, when the compare has to do a bit of time after you've been on. That's oh, I've a seen sign. That. Well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. It's, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah. I, I did the Cav last week. Just died. Yeah. It was, it was, when I stopped talking, it was complete silence. Like, no, I could, it was so quiet I could hear it. That makes sense. Yeah, because I couldn't and I couldn't remember what normal what sound normally goes in those gaps. It wasn't laughter, you know. It's just some oh, other man. noise, but it was really bizarre. And they were really up for it in the first half, and they went on oh, in the mate, second. Sometimes they're long days, they're long nights. Those ones, aren't they? Yeah. They get a lot of people on, so I think that people are a bit sick of it by the time you come on. Sometimes, yeah. With these um, sort of out of town gigs, there's how many comedians do they usually have on? Um, so the last one I did on Friday was there was four. Ah, yeah. So that's a good ratio, I think. So you're sort of doing tens. Yeah, I was doing like ten, and then there was another um, guy like about my, you know, we were like the open spot guys. Yeah. Um, a nice guy called Robbie Ormrod, and so ah, yes. yeah, he was he wearing two? What's that? Was he wearing two? Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, I love that show. That was really good. We were talking about it. It was a funny day for me that gig, mate. Because um, as you know, I wasn't maybe going to come because my grandpa died yeah. that day, which was such a weird old thing. And so I was just doing my lines, you know, but just not buzzing about it at all. But yeah, I wasn't great company in the green room. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you said you uh, possibly couldn't come because your grandpa died. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. How was doing a gig with that knowledge? It was weird. Like the gig, like the gig, I wasn't very present. I was just, you know, when you're just like in autopilot spitting it out. And, um, but I mean, it it went fine. But it's really weird. It's really weird. Like I've not, I've not had anyone die Ah. yet. So. Apart from yourself on stage. 
oh, many times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But one that really matters. And um, you know, what was weird is how quickly, this is sort of related to comedy, I suppose, is how quickly I resort to humour yes. as a defence because yeah. it's, it's really alarming. Like, I guess, you know, that whole thing about if you don't laugh, you cry. Like, it's, yeah. it probably seems insensitive, but it's like within a short space of hearing that, my, my brain was just throwing me jokes about mortality and yeah. it's bizarre it's really weird i had a similar thing when my father-in-law passed away for the next day yeah me and my brother-in-law we were mucking around and just having just laughing our yeah. heads off over stuff it's yeah. so weird yeah and i did the eulogy at um his funeral yeah and i almost did a joke in there man i yeah do you know that i'm i'm doing because i love my you know i was really close to my grandpa and um yeah, I'm doing a speech, but yeah. you know, I cry like at the smallest thing. I cried doing that silver wedding anniversary. Like, I'm definitely unless I put a few gags in there just to take the edge off. Yeah, I won't be able to get it out. Like, it's really weird. Yeah, my mum thinks that the re- the whole reason I even do comedy in the first place is because when I moved to London, I found it quite difficult. Um, because you know, I'm originally from a field in the middle of nowhere, and then <laughs> like. You know, all it is is sheep and farmers and like yeah. walkers that say hello to you, even if they don't know you. And then I went to <laughs> London where I can't even get my neighbours to all write me. <clears throat> and so, and then I, I I was working as a psychiatrist, which was new. And the timing did sort of coincide. And like, people do talk about, you know, you know, don't want to get too psychological. It's, yeah, Freud said, you know, yeah. humour is a mature defence. Mm. which I felt very pleased about. Yeah. I always want to find the funny in any situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's just less painful, isn't it? But then, like, death throws up. So Because I've never thought I'd talk about death, but mm. then that, it just unearths, like, so much stuff. Like, when I found yeah. out, I was I was getting a meal deal before this gig. My dad called me and told me then, obviously I was, like, angry and upset. And I went to pay for the stuff, and there was this real chirpy, nice guy on the yeah. till, and he was like, hello, how was your day? And I was like, not great. My granddad's just died. And then there was a really long pause. And he went, oh, I hope you enjoy your sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think he asked the next guy. But you know, it's so weird, isn't it? Like people don't really want to know the answer to that question. Like stick to the script. Yeah, Yeah. not bad. Glad it's a Friday, all that. I keep meaning, when a a conversation like that comes up, like it's safe Jehovah's Witness knock on the door. Oh yeah. Because you go through the whole scripted thing of, you, know, you pretend that you can't have time or but I'm just I'm going to derail the conversation next time and then just see what happens just mess around with their heads yeah. just say something like we both know how this conversation is going to go I'm going to pretend that I don't know interested you're going to go on for something else and then just see what happens that's see if I can get connected to them as a thing yeah. yeah to get through that's a nice idea yeah so you're on stage persona do you I can't remember do you sort of chat to the audience much do you interact with them not really um I mean, we got taught at uh, my course about ah. this whole the importance of breaking the fourth wall or whatever. Yes. So I've got a few cheap ways when I do that. Okay. So it maybe feels like that, but it's not real. It's all pre-written. What was, what's one of them? Because I can't remember. Oh, all. mate, I don't want to say. It's a joke I'm not very proud about, but it's <laughs> like, I mean, I'm still firmly stuck 
I would love to do something a bit more sophisticated, but I'm sure it just comes with time. I know your yeah. mate Tamar was on about you start writing from your balls and then you move to your <laughs> brain or your heart or something. But I'm still stuck below the belt. I'm very <laughs> conscious of that. It's just this joke about... Oh, I, I don't know what you want to say, it, but it's like this whole thing about uh, this girl who was like sexting me and told me to send a picture. And so I'm like going, how, you know, you're mucking about with the angles and the perspective, you know, to optimise it. Yeah. And then I, and I like sort of gesture towards the guy and then I go, sorry, mate, I don't know I'm looking at you. And even though it's not even a joke, for some yeah. reason that just like breaks that tension, <laughs> it seems to get a laugh. Like, so just stuff like that. But yeah, but persona is an interesting thing because, um, yeah, my persona is like, you. someone said to me the other day, you're like a character, you're a character comic, which... I, I don't personally feel I am. I just think, you know, I'm just an exaggerated... I can I can see why they say that, but mm. I wouldn't say you're a character. No. It's like, it's just a... It's a version of you, isn't it? Because when I'm on stage, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah chatty, woo, woo, woo. And yeah. you're not... You're not, like, crazy on stage. So you're... No. It's like a measured version of you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Or like a more sad, tragic <laughs> one, I think. Yeah. Enjoy the sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just think like yeah, like because um, because I, I guess the pi- the picture I paint, I'm not things aren't as bad. Yeah. In real life, as they maybe seem like, like I I don't really get so lonely. I call utterly butterly customer services <laughs> for forty minutes. But do you know that did, there was a time when I was making some toast and I saw that number on the side and I thought yeah, yeah I could call them. <laughs> I don't know if you do this, but whenever I I'm quite quiet in social situations. Okay. But I will try and come up with all the punchlines to the conversations. Okay. So I'll just wait, say something funny, like the thing I was saying earlier, yeah. and then Sit get the laughs. Again. Yeah. And then wait. So I've got to try and train myself to do that on stage, yeah. but then I have to write the rest of the conversation as well. Yeah. yeah. It's quite difficult. Yeah. Because I know I can do it mm. in social, but try and just do that on stage as well. Yeah. Have you ever had anything like that? Uh do you know, I don't really want to emulate how I am with my friends in the pub because my mates were funnier than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how it usually goes, I am like quite a quiet guy. I'm usually the one, the quiet one, just listening to their mint gags. And this is a really interesting thing about comedy. I sometimes feel a bit awkward that I'm doing it because, yeah. you know, like my best mates are loads funnier than I am. But that's not how comedy works. You don't just, ha- you don't just need to be funny. Yeah. You need to be... Okay, funny, but also like whatever it is enough to want to do it. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. Yeah, as a psychologist, why do we do it? Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Um, uh, why do we do it? Why? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, look, I don't want to. People always talk about it filling up some insecurity, don't they? I don't think it's. I don't feel do like you that. Do you? I do, actually. Ah, okay. Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I sometimes wonder if my life was... This is a worry. It's not, it's not a big worry, but I sometimes wonder if, you know, all of a sudden, I don't know, I fell in love and I got was really happy in my work or, you know, I was like 10 out of 10 happy. Like, yeah. how um, would I even need to do comedy? Do you know... But it does seem to feel me, it makes me feel better yeah. about myself for 24 hours, but then it runs out, which yeah. is the problem. You need to, it's not a long-term fix, I don't think. 
No, unless you have a really good gig and you record it and you just play it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do that. Yeah, I've got like, yeah, that is funny. I've got one gig that's just surpassed every <laughs> other gig. And it was like six months after I started. Uh, the audience were just so up. They were laughing at anything. Yeah. We could have said any old rubbish and they would have laughed. So it just makes you feel like a rock star. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I guess being positive, thinking about what, <clears throat> yeah, which ones you listen to or what you read. Like, I've only ever had two reviews. Ah, yes. And uh, one of them, uh, this guy, Bruce Desso, I think is how you say it. He called me um, the obligatory oddball in the line. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope my patients don't read that one. And then, um, but then Steve Bennett was much kinder. And so I just read that one like every day. <laughs> Occasionally we get to gig with professional comedians. Yeah. Who would you say has been the best you've gigged with? Alan Cochran, probably. Ah, the Irish guy. No, no, no. the Yorkshireman. Who am I thinking of? He, he didn't have the hair like that. Oh, he's Andrew Maxwell, are you thinking of? Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I've done a gig with him as well, actually. Nah. Um, he was nice. But Alan Cochran, I've always loved his stuff. I don't know if it's because he's... Well, I just really... I, I just he's, And he was a lovely bloke as well. And I did a gig with him, and that was really nice. So I've been doing a lot of sketches as a sideline to doing comedy. Are you going to stick with straight stand-up, or are you ever going to veer into anything else, do you think? Um... Yeah, I mean, before I did stand-up, it's weird, like, I did, um, I used to write sketches. Yeah. Yeah, but I never did anything with them, I got loads of them. I've also started writing a book. Ooh, um, about comedy, or? It's sort of, hopefully, about comedy, yeah, it's, it's, it's about being at medical school, so, uh, hopefully it's a bit like a, like a, Fresh meat, but at medical school. Ah. Yeah. Because some pretty funny stuff happens there. And there's loads of stuff on... You could call it fresh meds. Fresh meds, that's nice, yeah. Copyright, I was th- copyright it's a pity they nicked like, fresh meat, because I was thinking that works lovely, you know, mm. with, you know, cadavers and all. But there's so many good stories that I've, I've, I'm going to squeeze into that. Not that I know what I'm going to do with it, but yeah, I always have these little things I want to do. Um, yeah. Have you ever taken, because I try and take in the skills from my work into comedy. Mm. Is there any skills you can take from your work into comedy? Into comedy. Well, um, I guess, because I'm a psychiatrist, my whole shtick that I'm trying to push at the moment is this idea of being a, you know, like a sad psychiatrist who's not necessarily any better off than, than their patients. Yeah. And there's like some, obviously there's some like, truth in that, but... Um, so I guess yeah that I'm taking that in but it's weird because I find my job quite stressful I find that it doesn't it's sometimes what's the word it stifles any creativity ah, that yeah. I have do you know and I find that like, I don't really think about ideas at work it's like if I have a long holiday and I've got like, after a couple of days then when I've chilled out a bit ideas are just banging around in my head that's weird isn't it it's really weird it's great, but weird. I've long, yeah. long droughts of no ideas. Yeah. Like over Christmas, just nothing. Yeah, just too busy oh, thinking did about. You? Yeah, but see, over that's like the opposite for me. When I have ah. time off, I have yeah, I start thinking a lot more creatively. Like because ah, when I'm on the fun. tube on the way into work, I will, I'll, I pretend that I'm at a gig in my head, and okay. I'll start the gig and I'll go through it, 
and then I'll ad lib with the crowd. This sounds mental. Well, in your head, in my head, sitting yeah. on the tube. So I'll go through a whole gig, and then I'll write down any ad libs I come up with, or just funny well, that's things. Good though, yeah, that's good practice. It sounds weird. It kind of works because, mm. but then, but then, this is a problem I have. I don't remember to say them back on the actual night when I have a gig. Do you get heckled a bit then? Or? No, it's um, it was more sort of it's more sort of asides like. The stuff I was doing last night about um, cross-dressing. Oh, yeah. I had a bit where I say, I wanted to say, yeah, imagine me in tights. Oh, that woman in the front row has just a bit of six come up in her mouth. You know, just little bits like that. Mm. I forget to do them. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's, that's really frustrating. So what your pet hates? I don't have that many pet hates, but um, one thing I saw, um, a comic that I really like, I saw his show, and he did this bit where... Um, he was making out, he was laughing with us so much, he couldn't get the punchline out. Was he genuine? Do you know that? I, it didn't feel genuine. Right, okay. This is what I mean. It felt phony. I was like, mate, this is like the tail end of your 50 date <laughs> tour. You cannot still be finding that funny. But everyone was loving it. It just felt a bit mm. false. I didn't like that. So, do you think but find, that's a tiny thing. Yeah. Do you find when you go to comedy, you can you watch it as a punter as opposed to a comedian? Because when I watch, because I edit films and TV for mm. a living, when I watch a film, I can I can see how they put it together. Yeah. Does that make sense? I was watching um, John Bishop's <clears throat> Christmas show. Yeah. I was watching Jack Whitehall's set, and he kept referencing that the audience didn't like what he was doing, oh. but there was laughing on it. Yeah. But he was talking over the laughter. Oh, yeah. Which you don't do. So I think they put that laughter on it. Oh, right. I think. I've just got that vibe oh, okay. that it didn't go that well and they've made it sound better than it actually did. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you can do that apparently, can't you? Yeah, get, of course. Um, I do that on every gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, because um, like, I've only got one video mm. and this was recorded at, a, at an open spot, the comedy store, and this sounds really delusional me saying it, but... <laughs> Um, I think it did go better than it sounds on mm. the thing. They record it through the mic, so it sounds yeah. like that. Sounds like I'm dying up Is there. Is it the Gong Show video? It's not. It was an open spot. I got, but it's still the same. The same setup. That crappy four by three camera they got in the roof. The same camera, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a good sound. Yeah, that I've heard from those. And uh, you know, I was buzzing. Like it, it did go <laughs> right because they invited me back to do a ten. And I was buzzing. I couldn't wait to see the video. Yeah, and it sounds like I'm dying up there. Yeah. But I've, it's the only video I've got. I've kept it just because it's got the comedy store backdrop. So. Yeah, I've just superimposed it on mine. <laughs> <laughs> at the camera dish, get, scrub out camera dish, put comedy oh, store on no. the back. <laughs> now, I, I I still go to comedy in, and watch it as a punter. Because I've okay. seen, uh, it, not when I'm just going to go on or just going to come off or just mm. after I finish because I'm thinking about what I'm going to say and then when I come off, I'm thinking about what I should have said. Mm. Um, but most of the time, I'll just let it yeah. wash over me and enjoy it yeah trying to enjoy it this is one of the things that I don't I, I'm, it's a bit hypocritical because I go in for them but you know about competitions mm. uh, it's weird you've got that whole bringing that competitive thing in you've got that thing where you've got like people you like or you can even call them friends and, but you don't want them to do that well yeah. so you may be not belly laughing like you would you know you see some people like clapping but without their hands actually touching you yeah. know it's like also Nasty, I don't like that. I had that last night. I was, I was chatting to a guy and he said he, he had a spot at the gig, but he is, is in a bit of a weird mood and didn't. He, he's thinking about giving up comedy. Hmm. And I'm like, I've liked what he's done in the past, yeah. 
but there's also too many people on the in comedy in general. So I'm like, yeah, I want you to carry on, but then I want you to go because just to get rid of as many people as possible. It felt really bad. Oh man! So I said, yeah, yeah don't don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I said carry on <laughs> do you get much heckles I, I don't really I'm touch wood I'm jinxing that saying that but mm. um, I think because my stuff is quite you know I'm quite softly spoken quite yeah. I don't know what do you call it like low status guy it would yeah. be a bit like kicking a man when he's down sort of thing maybe yeah but I don't really. It's interesting because um, I did a I did a rowdy gig actually, an out of town one. Um, where is it? Somewhere, some university union somewhere. I forgot where it was. But it was mint. It was lovely, busy, like boozy, two hundred people or something. But they were they were heckly, and there was right. this one guy. He's he's like pro and everything, but he came out, and his way of combating it was to like to fight back. Yeah, like almost as if that would slam them down, but mm. it, it it didn't work like that. It was almost inviting, and uh, so I'm not saying this is like the way, but a way that I deal with it because I on I, whenever I'm on the spot, I'm just like panicking so much I can't think of anything funny to say. Yeah. So the thing I do is I just go and I just wait, and then they seem to chill out and stop shouting, and then I do it, and then just yeah. those pauses seem to work fine. Yeah. The- one of the very early comedy gigs I went to, this was probably 10 years ago, down in Bristol. Yeah. And it was three pro comedians, but I think it was before Christmas. And the, there were tables at the wrong angle to the stage. And there's like stag parties and hen yeah. And every, there were three comedians and all three of them couldn't handle the heckles. And they were just attacking. Oh, wow, yeah. And it just didn't go. None of them could handle it. Yeah. And these were obviously pros because they're getting paid to do this yeah. gig. So they just didn't have the right... Mm. things in their armory to sort of no. combat it really yeah I guess I need to get my armory together but um, yeah, I, yeah I don't do anything because I like chatting to the audience but I've got this bit where I talking about not getting a girlfriend and then and then saying that I'm married and then pointing to a girl in the front row and saying sorry right. which gets a laugh and yeah. then then what I've been doing is saying um, I don't know why I'm saying sorry you're way out of my league <laughs> which kind of gets a laugh but what I want to say is I don't know why I'm apologising because I'm way out of your league. Yeah. And I'm too scared to change it so it's me. That'll get a bigger laugh, I'm sure. I'm going to try it tomorrow. Let's just see what happens. So I like to go by the stage name, JQ. Mm. Because it's short. Gives me extra time to get a laugh in. I was hoping there'd be one there, but there wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) But your real name's not Benji. Waterstone. No. uh, No, it's not... um... Because, uh, I don't know, I just, I've been thinking for a while that... Is this because of work? Exactly. Uh, I've been wondering if a pseudonym might be more sensible because... You're not the first person that's had a pseudonym. I think Declan Kennedy's... Well, yeah. No, he had a different name for writing sketches, I think. Yep. Something like that, yeah. Okay. So, I guess it maybe gives you a bit more freedom and maybe makes you think... I mean, it's not vastly different. It came about... I've been thinking about it and then this thing happened, like I was doing old age psychiatry and this patient knocked on my office and she was like dr waterstones will you marry me and i was like <laughs> Iris, you really should know the name of the person you're proposing to do you know but i just thought oh that's perfect because i was quite fond of her yeah and it's got a bit of my original name in it okay but hopefully isn't identifiable if you 
like if you Google my real name, is some I'll put it all on the website so people can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So. Does it get confusing? With, with the two names? I mean, it's admin. not that different to my other thing, to be no. honest. But it's quite sweet. I quite like it when my friends are calling me Waterstones now. It's quite yeah. nice. Like they've taken it on board. Yeah, it's quite nice. So, Edinburgh plans. It's coming up to Edinburgh. Yeah. Well, getting ready for Edinburgh, I suppose. Yeah. What's your plan for this year? What did you do last year? I didn't do anything. I did, oh. I've never been. I only went up for the So You Think Funny final. Oh, yes. Yeah. What? What? Because what? I went up for the first week. Oh. When okay. was the final? Um. I think it was towards the end maybe because uh, I, I remember seeing it and thinking I'm, I'm not going to take any notice of that because I didn't get through <laughs> yeah uh, so I just went up a few days before and some lovely folk were like giving me you know just spots ah. just to get you know just to get it all together and then I did it <clears throat> but, the, but yeah I didn't do a show or anything so this will be the first time I'm doing a show I'm sharing one with um Sean Cannon, I don't know if you know him. No, He's a real know. funny guy. And uh, Saskia Preston. Ah, yes. One-liner girl. Yeah. So I hopefully be a nice balance mm. between us. We've called our show um, Generation Y, as in, I guess we're sort of li- we're linked by age. So, you know, following on from Generation X. But yeah. spelt, it's spelt W-H-Y. Question mark. Exactly. Something like that, you know, yeah. the, the question asking generation. But it's funny, I always go like, oh, I really love our <clears> show name. And they're like, yeah, Benji, that's because it was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're doing that. And then I'm also helping, uh, do you know Yolmar Chan? He's got a show yeah. called Welcome to Clown Town. Right. It's a compilation show. He's got like some really like big pros lined up for Ooh, that. Very nice. So that'd be good. Um, so you're doing 20 minutes in your show. Yeah, exactly. Of it, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. some people sort of just go and go, oh, I'm going to go and do an hour. Like, yeah, you know, that's insane. Don't. Yeah, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even talk for an hour about anything, even my job, which I've been doing for fifteen years. I can talk yeah. for an hour about it, and I know everything about it. I don't know. I quite <clears> my <throat> people that that are that ambitious. Like I remember, um, so someone who's doing amazing at the moment is Jenny Collier. Yes, you've had on your thing, mm-hmm. and you know she had a show. You know, what did she do? Like 50 minutes or something? 40, the Coward's 40 Hour. Minutes. Okay, Coward's Hour, yeah. yeah. But now I guess she's, she's got that 40 minutes and I saw it, it was very rich. I thought it was it was all good stuff. But I now she's got it, it, unfortunately. It was, it was, it was good. It was lush, yeah, yeah. But now she's just got, she's just squeezed the best bits out to a seven and she's just smashing yeah. all the competitions now. Yeah, so I, I wonder, <clears throat> my brother's girlfriend was saying to me when I was saying, you know, I need to... Uh, you know, I've got to get this 15 minutes together. She yeah. was like, well, don't just try and get 15 minutes because, like, try and get half an hour and then, like, the best 15 minutes, which I think was quite good advice. Yeah. It's like when I do editing, the rushes that we come in, yeah. you can have three hours of rushes. Hmm. It gets cut down to three minutes. Yeah. And then exactly. and that's a really nice, tight little video. Yeah. I'll see you not going to write three hours of material. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a good principle. Hmm. Yeah. That's another thing about my job. This is sort of maybe tips for anyone who's sort of thinking, how do I take skills from work to think? Because I'm an editor. Mm. And when I first started doing comedy, I had all these ideas. And I'm like, how on earth am I going to fit all these together? This makes no sense. And then I realised, this is what I do for a day job. Take stuff that's in a completely random order, put it in a nice order and make a narrative. And mm. as soon as I started doing that, it kind of all made sense. Because mm. I can actually write a narrative. And that's helping with 
sketches now as well. Mm. So I can see how this narrative of a sketch is supposed to work yeah. in theory. There's no jokes in them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, this probably feels like overkill, but I've got a website now. Woo! Mm. Um, so it's Nick Ellery, and he was very against having a website. I remember that. <laughs> no, I've seen his website. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's got a nice website. Um, I met this guy, this photographer, Steve Ullathorne, who's like, he does loads of wicked, I don't know if you know him, he does mint comedy photography. He does all the sort of competitions and he was like, what, you've not got a website? And I don't know if he was trying to get business, but mm. he's done my photographs and like, he's really great. So I just made a website, which is good, I guess. I just put it on the bottom of my emails. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got the video there. So that's benjywaterstones.com. But you get that, it's funny, you get that thing like, how much are you backing yourself? Are you a .co.uk guy? Are you going international.com? At least yeah. I didn't go .org. Do you know, yeah. like that would be ridiculous. .net, what was this, yeah. the 90s? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have my own website, jamesquinton.co.uk, uh, which has got nothing on it, apart from all these podcasts. Nice. I keep meaning to update it, because that's um, something I saw with um, Simon Kane's podcast, Ask the Industry, Hills was going on about, you need to have that's it that was partly it yeah. was that podcast that made me think mm. that it's like take yourself seriously wasn't it yeah just to have like an about page pictures yeah. and a clip that works <clears throat> which is something I need to work on mm. I mean I should have at least 90 seconds of video somewhere that I can use yeah hopefully maybe from that um, I think I did with Finn because that sounds proper Okay. I filmed that gig as well. Oh, nice. Just with yeah. a single camera. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, nice. So do you think you'll do any more competitions in the future or are you sort of... You've done them all. Oh, mate. Um, yeah, no, I will. I definitely will because... Do you think it's worth doing competitions when you first started out or get good and then start doing them? I think it's good to get a slightly thicker skin. Mm. And also I think you can maybe kid yourself if you're not as subjective as competitions are. You know, if you just dip out of them, you could get ahead of yourself thinking, mm. oh, I'm going to burst onto the scene, it's going to be like that. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, you. I guess the, the thing that I think is quite nice about competitions is I've noticed that with every year that goes by, sort of you move up, mm. you move up, if it be from like quarter to semi or semi to final. Hopefully I'm going to move up to winning the Cavendish Cup. Yeah. <laughs> that's my next well, mate, goal. That's, <laughs> that's a start, man. Yeah. yeah, that'll happen. That'll definitely happen. Mm. Um, so I think it's quite good yeah as a measure of how you're mm. getting on and it's another gig isn't it I yeah. suppose it's a free gig yeah BBC One I'd love to get on in that one. Oh, the radio too yeah that looks like a good one lovely and they have lovely full rooms and, yeah. yeah nice sound on the recording yeah almost as good as mine <laughs> they're real nice do you know I went I, I, I got through to the what do they call it? Like the shortlist process. Oh, yes. This one, it was like, I shared a car with me, Jenny Collier, Alistair Beckett King, Garrett. I don't think I'll be in a funnier car. Yeah. Do you know, like, <laughs> it was really nice. It was a nice day out. Um, yeah, I've only done one car share so far. It was good. Mm, it's been, quite nice, yeah. isn't it? Because I sometimes find you can get to know the comics a bit better, right? Mm. You know, you've got that like, it's like over a certain threshold when you stop making small talk and then you actually just chill out and stop talking yeah. in a normal way. Yeah. I try it's to do that more nice. and more. Yeah. Like, ask about how the rest of it's going because yeah. it can get a bit 
boring talking about that's comedy. it man but <laughs> even though we've been talking about it for the last hour <laughs> no i know what you mean though but it's, it takes a while to get into the interesting stuff doesn't mm. it like you obviously yeah, we've been going for an hour and we've only got four minutes worth <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know yeah obviously you start with the superficial hey where you been blah 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 do you know mm. which because it's work isn't it it's like if you we were working for bp and we were in different offices yeah. And we'd meet up at a conference or something, you know, like, oh, how's your department doing? I think it's the same thing. We're just working Maybe. for Comedy Incorporated, but we're all on different pay scales. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that's it for this episode. Benji, thank you for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. And we'll see you next time. Cheers. See you.